This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Insurance. There, I said it. You need it. I need it. We all need it. Have you ever noticed that some of the most clever, funny commercials on TV come from insurance companies? Now, there's that lovable flow from Progressive, you know, the annoying mayhem guy from Allstate, and even a talking lizard from Geico. Our special guest today is probably the top dog when it comes to providing insurance protection for people in the pet industry and help people who have pets. He has quietly and effectively given peace of mind for more than 8,000 pet service providers in the nation. And he's also a pretty great guy. So please give pause and applause to the Vice President of the Business Insurers of the Carolinas and my friend, David Pearsall. Hey, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, Arden. Wow, that was a great welcome. I appreciate that. You're Thank not going you to talk like, a, like the Geico or anything, right? Or the Mayhem guy or anything? Oh, I, I'm afraid that's not in my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> what is in his repertoire, though, listeners, is David is going to share with us today some bizarre, surprising, and just plain weird pet insurance claims and give us a little insight into why we need insurance more about this after we pay for the show by taking this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears clean when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zmox ear care products offer soothing relief, and you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be clean before you apply the drops. It's just as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zmox at Z-Y-M-O-X, gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. You'll find these veterinary recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. To learn more, go to Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. 
Our special guest today is David Pearsall. His official title is da, 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 Vice President of the Business Insurers of the Carolinas, based in Chapel Hill. But today, we're going to find out much more about him and why he travels all over the country educating pet professionals about the need to be insured and have the right coverage. Now, I want to welcome David, and I got to say right up front, David, I know I owe you a drink. Now, listeners, <laughs> the last time David and I uh, got together was about a month ago. We were both speakers at the Pet Sitters Conference near San Antonio. I had hoped to do this podcast with him there, but I was fighting allergies. I just realized I'm allergic to mountain cedar. Welcome to Texas. And my voice sounded like I was a raspy, out-of-tune Stevie Nicks. So my voice is back, and we're finally connected, David. And I'm actually toasting you with my virtual old fashion. Cheers. Cheers. What you, what, uh, what, what's your virtual drink right now? Right now, it's, it's, it's high-powered high, uh, coffee. <laughs> oh, he's doing the real, he's doing the glug glug. But if you had a virtual drink, what would that be? Oh, probably a bourbon and water. Okay. Do you like Blanton's? Yeah, Blanton's is good. Okay, that has the horsey on it. See how good I am? <laughs> <laughs> and people are listening going, we're talking about virtual booze? No, no, no. Let's get started. I guess it's safe to say, David, that insurance is in your blood. I mean, tell us a little bit about your father, Phil, and, your, and I guess your brother, Keith. Yeah, so, you know, I... You could say I actually grew up in insurance. Um, yeah. Started with the family business. My father was actually an underwriter for Fireman's Fund back in the '60s before he went out and started an insurance agency. About 1980, and he what he did was he purchased a number of small insurance agencies and, and formed what we know today as Business Insurance of the Carolinas. Okay. And so he actually retired in 2004 after almost 40 years in the business. Nice. And I do have an older brother, uh, Keith, and Keith has his own niches that he does. So we do petroleum and pets in our office. <laughs> you do. Well, there's a thing about oil and water, but I've never heard about petroleum and pets. So what's, what's yeah. that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so my, so my brother started out in 1989. He came in straight from college, and that's, he started working with uh, fuel oil dealers and, and writing insurance for that because that was one of the niches they picked up. And then... In 1992, we had a, a gentleman that my father met who approached us regarding an association for pet sitters. At mm -hmm. that time, there was no one correctly writing pet sitters in, in the nation. Wow, wow. And so, and then I joined the agency in 1995, and that gentleman walked away, and we kept working with pet sitters and growing our business. And in 2001, we were uh, invited by several dog training associations. And so we had pet sitters and dog trainers and we started just working with more and more associations. And, you know, today we work with, I think, 10 national associations to provide customer insurance for their members. Mm -hmm. And then we also do other pet service providers such as boarding facilities, grooming shops, pet stores, veterinarians, you name it. So we do all things pet. It's been a wonderful career for me. I've been doing this for 25 years now. And it's also been very interesting to see the types of claims. And the oh, yeah. Well, speaking, of, we're going to get into that in a, in a little bit. But let's talk about what kind of conversation did you have around the dinner table with your dad and your brother? I mean, instead of talking about, you know, baseball or football, I mean, were you talking, hey, did you hear about the um, 
liability claim with this guy? Or, I mean, was it? Was no, it- it's, that's a that's a great question. The funny thing is, it, it, my father was he was more of a he was a hard nosed guy, and so we started. My brother and I started cleaning the insurance offices when I was eleven and he was fourteen. And so we really started from the very ground up. And so we cleaned the offices every weekend. And, you know, we talked about insurance and I'd hear my dad talking about it. And I, you know what I would say? I'd say, dad, I'm never working for you. <laughs> I, I never wanted to do insurance. And in fact, you know, after college, I, I majored in resort management and travel and tourism and college. And so I moved out to California and worked at the resort at Squaw Creek in Lake Tahoe. And then I moved to Sun Valley, Idaho. And worked there, and I was basically you know, skiing and enjoying life and working for these resorts. But I also saw that there was no mobility because everybody who had the, the mid-level management jobs, nobody wanted to leave those jobs because they were in these beautiful places. Yeah. And then I blew out my knee skiing. And oh, no. Imagine <laughs> me with a – I didn't have enough insurance, Arden. <laughs> <laughs> So, really? so I, I ended up coming, yeah, I had a large out-of-pocket deductible, and my father wasn't going to give me anything, so he loaned me the $5,000 for the out-of-pocket deductible, because I was living basically paycheck to paycheck in Sun Valley, and so, and I had three other guys living in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, at wow. age 25, so at that point, I decided, well, maybe I should go home and give this insurance thing a try, and hey, oh, you know, it, it worked out, it really has worked out. Well, I think your dad taught you a good lesson, didn't he, unfortunately? Oh, yeah. And uh, didn't I just see you on Facebook? Weren't you back skiing or something? What was your <laughs> Yeah. So after the Texas Pet Center Conference, I have, I've got dozens and dozens. I went to several different schools growing up. So I went, my parents moved a bunch growing up. So we would, so I went to two or three different public schools and then I went to a private school in my high school. So I've got probably about 30 really good close high school friends, even more so than my college friends. A lot of people to know their college people and keep up with them. Yeah. But I keep up with all my high school guys. So usually once a year, we'll take a ski trip or we'll go down to New Orleans or we'll go somewhere fun and spend about a week together. And so that's what we did. We ended up going to Breckenridge and, and going for a few days, about five days after the Texas Pet Center Conference. And so, yeah, so it was a great time and get to catch up with some guys. And, you know, some of them are live in different places, so they're not here in, in local. So I get to meet up with these guys you know, once a year, and they could be from California and Idaho, some of the friends that I, you know, have known for years and years that just, they live and work elsewhere, but it's fun to get together every once in a while. Yeah, and your uh, timing is good because uh, a month later, I don't think you guys, now with the wonderful coronavirus, this would have happened. Oh, yeah, and you know, I've been telling folks because, you know, I, I flew into Houston to get to San Antonio, then I flew to Dallas, then I flew to Denver, then I flew to Chicago, then I flew home to Raleigh Durham. And I was oh, thinking, no. Well, only five different airports, you know, but, I, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. And uh, even though there were people with masks on, the, on their faces on several of the flights, but, you know, everything's good. You do. Now, I know this is going to impact you, so we're going to be current. But on an average year, month, whatever you want to say it, you speak at a lot of conferences and you travel. Before the COVID-19, what kind of average month or year was it like for you with a suitcase in hand? Oh, wow. It's a great question. I, you know, typically I, I would do in the last maybe three or four years ago, I would do maybe four to five conferences a year. And over the last four or five years, we've started doing a lot more. And now we do about 10 to 12 a year, mainly in the fall, usually about three or four and in the uh, spring time, like the one we were just at in Texas. And then I usually do about 
six to eight in the fall from so basically from September through mid November, you won't find me at home. I'm Aww. pretty much on the road. But you know, it's a great you know, I have great friends like yourself that I come in contact with at these conferences. And I have vendors that I've known for years and I'm, you know, executive directors of associations that we hang out with. And, you know, it's just been a lot of fun. That's why I really enjoy my career. And we all talk dog and, and we all talk pet. And so, you know, that's something we all have in common. And, and I think that brings us all together. I think so, too. And speaking of the woof factor, tell us a little bit about your dog. And I guess you have, because we live in, you have extended dogs. Can you tell me about them? That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, you, know, um, I, you know, unfortunately, my ex-wife and I didn't make it. We had a 12 great years together, and then we ended our marriage in 2017. And at the time, we had three dogs. And so one of them was Lego. He's my current dog who I got in the separation. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he, he's a lab. And, yes, Lego is named after Legos, but by my children. Okay. Uh, which are – I've got three sons, which are ages 9 to – 14. You better and put so their name. You better shout their names out. They're going to be tuning in. Come on, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. So first, I'll just congratulate Sawyer because he just turned 13 yesterday. Yay. Happy birthday, Sawyer. And then we had Wood. He's 14 going on 15. A typical teenager. And then we have Samson or Sam for short. And Sam is he is just uh, a bundle of joy. He loves to get out and play. And he, all three of them love the dogs and, that we have in our lives. And is Sam so nine? I, Sam is nine. That's okay. right. Okay. And so, and then we have Gypsy River is my was Chesapeake Bay Retriever that my ex kept in the at separation, and so I get to go see her from time to time. She's a big girl. She loves to play. She will just go and go and go. If you have a, a Kong or another toy, she will just chase it all day long. And then they just recently, just uh, my ex just got a French bulldog named Arlo, and it's the cutest little thing. And I just <laughs> got to see him for the first time yesterday or two days ago when we celebrated Sawyer's birthday. And he is just the cutest little thing ever. And I is was he worried a puppy that he, or is he a puppy? Yeah, it, it, oh, it's no. a puppy that's only three months old that was, oh, no. you know, peeing on the sofa while hey. there. You go, you go, Arlo. You go, Arlo. And so I was worried that Gypsy might get a hold of Arlo, but it's funny. They became fast friends, and Gypsy just kind of looks at him like, you know, who is this little newcomer? And uh, she seems to love him, which is great. Oh, you never know where the mama comes out in, in a, a dog or a person. I recently adopted a kitten named Rusty from uh, Samantha Martin. You know, she does the uh, amazing Acrocat show all over the country. And I wasn't sure how Casey, you've met Casey, my orange tabby at conferences. And at first Casey did that. <laughs> Who the hell Uh-oh. are you? And Uh-oh. I'm like, all right, boys. And no fighting, just I don't really know you. And now, right now, as I'm doing this show in my backyard office, appropriately called Ard's Den, Casey and Mr. Rusty are basically sharing the window ledge comforter right next to me, and they are butt to butt. Wow. So that's amazing. He's adopted him as his little kid brother, so that's good. So it's nice because you're not only in the insurance business, but you know that anything can happen anytime when it comes to our pets, right? And you could have a well-behaved pet. You could have a mayhem pet like the guy from Allstate. But uh-oh can happen when you least expect it, right? That's correct. You know, it's amazing to me that sometimes I think I'll never see something different because I think I've seen it all. And it seems like every year I get at least one claim that just blows me away. It takes the cake. 
Well, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to gobble up that cake, but we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with David Persaw, and he's with the Business Insurers of the Carolinas. He's a pretty nice guy, too. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's Arden Moore here. You know how every house you go into has a certain smell? I've got a friend whose house always smells like potpourri. I could be blindfolded and know it's her house. But there is one thing your house never needs to smell like, the litter box. And for that, I found Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. It seals and destroys odors on contact for a seven-day odor-free home. Guaranteed. Don't let your house smell like a litter box. Get Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here to unleash some great health advice. It's time to be down in the mouth for the benefit of your dog and cat. Unleashing good oral care is one of the best ways to show love for your pet. Do you find brushing your pet's teeth challenging? Here is a terrific solution. Treat your dog to Oratine Brushless Oral Care. Oratine makes caring for your pet's oral health super easy. The difference is the enzymes. The advanced enzyme technology in Oratine works to freshen the breath. It eliminates bacteria, fungus, and yeast. Yuck. They also reduce plaque biofilm from accumulating on the teeth. And guess what? None of these products require actual brushing. Woohoo! You can choose from these three products. One, a water additive that gives your pet the benefits of oral care with every lap of water. Two, a breath freshening spray with a gentle mister. Or three, a brushless toothpaste gel you can apply with your finger. If your pet tolerates brushing, hey, you can always brush too. To learn more, visit Zymox.com, Z-Y-M-O-X.com, and look under the oral care product line. Do it today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Brandon McMillan, the host of Lucky Dog, and I invite you to listen to Oh Behave with Arthur Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is David Pearsaw. He is the vice president of the business insurers of the Carolinas. I think I've known him for about maybe 10 years. We run into each other at conferences. I also am the editor of one of the uh, pet sitters um, national publications. It's called the National Association for Professional Pet Sitters, NAPS. And every issue, this man turns in his column first. First, I'm telling you folks, this guy. And it's full of crazy, crazy, strange but true claims. So, David, people are listening and waiting. What I'd like to do is let's highlight, I mean, first of all, just briefly say, why in God's name should you not have a business and not be insured? I'm insured by you. So with my pet first aid classes and things like that, but uh, it's kind of like walking without a net on a high wire, right? That's correct. I mean, it, it just about if you're in business today, you, everyone should carry a general liability policy at the minimum, just because it cover, protects you against bodily injury or property damage to a third party. And you may walk around saying, well, 
there's no way I'm going to injure anybody. But, you know, the reality is that claims happen every day in this world. And unfortunately, the society is getting more litigious as we speak. And every day we see lawsuits and little things that you would never imagine can turn into big things. And if nothing else, insurance provides you with defense. So even if you aren't negligent, even if you, but you may have to go to court and prove that. Right. And that costs money. So, you know, insurance can cost you a lot less and be there for you if you have a, you know, instance that could really hurt you in your pocketbook. Well, I know we live in the USA. You sue anybody, right? USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> That's a good one. I will be using that. In the you future. can use it. It's, I got it from somebody else, so it's not mine, but go for it, man. So, all right, guys, this is part of the show that I'm going to have a little fun with. It's sad, but true. Anybody can sue anybody for anything. And you'll be kind of stunned by some of the cases that David is about to share. So with a little drum roll, David, take it away. Give me a a claim. Let's have some fun with this. Okay. So here's one that that really blew my mind that happened maybe three or four years ago. We had a, a gentleman who had made a homemade harness and he was walking down the sidewalk with his dog. And we had a pet sitter who was at the client's home and walks out with the client's dog and the dog is is off leash does not it goes all the way up to the sidewalk but it does not interact with it's just barking mm-hmm. the gentleman with the homemade harness his, his own dog pulls him to the ground and he separates his shoulder and long story short Petzer did nothing wrong they just walked out the, the house with the dog the dog never left the, their own yard but it got close enough that this guy ended up getting almost a quarter of a million dollars because he, he claimed that there was no, yes, this was in the state of Pennsylvania. And, oh. you know, and I don't even think of Pennsylvania as, as a, you know, a, a super litigious state, but this was, it was unbelievable to me. And again, it, oh it, my God. It was, it's all the facts behind it. You know, apparently this other dog instigated the fact and the, and the way the jury saw it. And that's how it turned out. And it was really, just, it blew my mind. And, you know, those things, those types of things happen. And we've, we've had other ones where we had a lady in Florida who was taking care of a bull mastiff mm-hmm. and she was t- told to put a choke collar on the bull mastiff and she walks out without the choke collar, which in today's terms would be gross negligence. Mm-hmm. So what happened was a person came out of their apartment with a Yorkie and walk, they walk right out and the bull mastiff attacks. The pet sitter is, I think, all like 90 pounds, and the bull mastiff oh, no. was like 150 or 160 pounds. Wow. And so what happened was the guy who's had the little Yorkie gets in between the two, and he gets pulled down. The dog, unfortunately, passes, and this guy has a retinal detachment. <gasps> that that oh, wow. settlement was for over 400000 I believe. So, yeah. So well, those are just a couple think- of... Yep. The retinal detachment and the loss of the little pup would have been worth more than the stupid idiot that got pulled by his own dog. Right? Oh, yeah, it so definitely it, was. It doesn't definitely that make, was. It, how do you, does it ever smack you in the head about what gets the big amounts and some of that should be big amounts don't happen? Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, and so here's another one just okay. to throw out. This one just settled recently. So we had a, a pet sitter that came, or a dog walker that came around, and she was walking in her neighborhood with one of her client's dogs on a leash. And this gentleman who was 76 years old came outside and just to say hello to that dog. And he had his dog, and his dog was off leash. Oh, jeez. So apparently the dog started playing, and the leash got wrapped around the older man, and he fell and hit his head. So it, this claim happened back in 
2014, I believe, but it just yeah. settled just, just in the last month. Okay. And so when the uh, gentleman went to a nursing facility and he was getting better, and so he was recovering and his brain was getting better and he was about to be released, and he falls in the nursing home and okay. hits his head again. And now he has a brain injury that he will never be released from the nursing home. So basically oh. he was brain dead. Okay. And because the first claim happened due to the dog walker with the leash, they say that the second claim would never have occurred. So they went back on us, uh, the insurance company that we work with, to cover both, you know, basically gentlemen's injuries. And that one was close to a half a million dollars as well. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, it was a terrible freak accident. And the gentleman, was, you know, I think he had good intentions. He came out to play with this dog. And it was that's a great example of what can happen. I mean, you're just walking a dog on a leash. You're saying hello to a neighbor. And the next thing you know, this guy falls down. I mean, it wasn't intentional. It was a complete accident. And that goes to show you what can happen. And, you know, then it's sad that the, the nursing home actually made a mistake because they weren't, you know, taking care of him properly. But that still got attributed to the to the initial loss because he never would have been in the nursing home had he had not had that first fall. Wow. Now, you've mentioned, too, for people that own uh, pet businesses, whether it's boarding, grooming, pet sitting, whatever, it's mm -hmm. so important because even though they may be independent contractors or employees, you could be liable if something happens to them, right? That's correct, especially if they're working on behalf of your business. And, you know, if, if there was a new law that just came out in California and it's already occurred in several other states like Virginia and New Jersey, where they are no longer recognizing independent contractors if you're doing the same type of work as the parent business. So if, if you're a pet sitter or a boarding facility and these people are assisting you in your pet sitting, dog walking, or in the boarding facility, you can call them independent contractors and pay them 1099s, but the, you know, that's a federal law. But oh. workers' comp is a state law. And okay. so people you don't realize that you know, just because you get a general attorney who says, oh, you don't need it, they're 1099, don't believe the hype because it, it, state law and workers' comp law is a separate type of law and it, you could run into problems, especially if they get hurt on the job or, you know, if they're doing any work for you and, you know, a liability claim arises out of that because in a lawsuit, everybody gets sued. Yep. You know, yep. So that's, that's the problem. Now, what about with pets? Uh, I know pets are considered, quote, property. But we'll go back to wacky, but let's go to a little sad. If something happens where a beloved pet gets killed by a situation, whether it's another dog or hit by a car, by negligence or whatever, you know, for us, you know, with your dogs and mine and my cats, you know, I can't even put a price tag on them. They're priceless. But what's the deal? How does that ha factor in because of property? Good question. So, you know, one thing we do under our association policies is we cover the pets regardless of fault. And so that's up to the limit that you choose. And, and you know, that's, we do that because we believe in the pets. We want them to be taken care of. My dog, Lego, tore both his ACLs this summer. Oh, but, no. You know, really? And so, yes. One in June. And then I, he was about to go for his eight-week checkup. And he chased a squirrel from the top of my porch. I thought he had re-injured the same one. We go back to the... uh surgeon the vet and he says i'm sorry he didn't re-injure the first one that one seems fine it looks like he's torn the second one and you know i was told that there's about a 70 percent chance that if they, you tear one you'll tear the other 
Yeah. And so anyway, so that said, the, the vet bills, as you can imagine, are pretty expensive. We paid under our, our policy up to $14,000 for the same type of surgery in different places where a dog tears its ACL or, or you know, breaks a leg. So those vet bills can get really expensive. And yeah. so the key is that vet medical is covered under the policies. Now, if it's a death, unfortunately, under a general liability policy, it's an actual cash value settlement. So what people look at it, and I hate to have to say this and bring this up, but since pets are considered property, it's just like if you bought a couch that's now 10 years old, they're going to depreciate for your age and they're going to give you the value of that pet if it, it passes away. Oh and then gosh. one thing that will do, though, they do give a sublimit for emotional distress. So, you know, so they'll, they'll offer some of that as well under the policy. So you do get some extra, a little bit extra money, but unfortunately, property under any general liability policy. So even if you were a restaurant or if you were a, you know, a contractor and going into somebody's house and you damage their property, general liability is never going to pay replacement costs. That's only under your home, homeowner's policy or your property policies. General liability is always going to pay actual cash value, which is replacement costs minus depreciation. So should I hold Casey and Kona's ears now because they're older and they're not worth as much? Don't tell them. Yeah. Kona, hold their ears Kona, hard. Uncle David said you're not worth as much as you were when you were a puppy. No, I'm just uh, kidding. No. <laughs> no, they're, they're worth more, in my opinion. You know, so <laughs> I think we agree with that logic. But I, you know, unfortunately, insurance is insurance. Sometimes it, it rubs me the wrong way, and I've been doing it for 25 years. So what do you do when you're on an airplane? I've always wanted to ask people that either are work at funeral homes or insurance, and people ask you what you do, and you say you sell insurance. Do they stop talking to you in the row? <laughs> Usually what I have to do is I bring up the pet factor if I want to keep the conversation going. Otherwise, okay. they might, I can just go ahead. They'll turn around and start reading their book. You don't take it personal, right? No, I never have. I know what I'm in and it's uh, stereotypical. So I, I get it. I know how people think. I'm not a big fan of, of attorneys or insurance people myself, but uh, great that I found this niche in this industry because otherwise I don't know. Who. You're bringing humanity into the insurance business, and you always have, and that's one trait I've always admired about you, David. Well, thank you, Arden. I appreciate that. So let's talk about a couple more fun claims. We have a couple more. We have a little bit of time left. So do you have a couple more to share? Any bizarre yeah. ones? Yeah, let me tell you about some of the ones that have happened with pets. Because those okay. are the darndest claims, you know. So we've had pets who go out, and you imagine if it's summertime and they are going and getting, you know, they get into things and they're playing. And we have people who take walks up in the in mountains and things. And then we've had people just stick the, the pets right back into their houses. And the next thing you know, there's mud or tar all over the house. That's a property damage claim that you didn't even think about, you, you know. So you've got to make sure you, you wash those paws if you, when you do that type of thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, and then one of the claims we see quite a bit is the medication claim. We, we had oh. one earlier this year that uh, someone gave a 10 times the amount of, of medication to the cat oh, no. that they should have. And, you know, they told the vet to do everything to save it. Unfortunately, they didn't pay attention to what their care custody or control limit was. And the vet rang up over $20,000 worth of charges. Oh, and my gosh. Because a lot of people is people don't read the fine print. That's why I'm here trying to educate people because they think they have a million dollars for everything. And that's not necessarily the case. Oh, good point. Um, so they, they need to make sure that you, whether you're working with me or working with another agent, that you read your policy, at least review your insurance annually, just to make sure you understand the, the fine print, because there is a lot of fine print in every insurance policy. 
I have a doozy of a claim if it's, okay. if it's not too too bad for your audience. So well, um, my show is called Oh Behave. It's been on the air eleven. Oh nope, thirteen years, and uh, so I think we're okay. Go for it. Okay. Well, these people need to learn to behave. So basically, when <laughs> we had a, we had a, a, some folks up in New York, and they got into they had a little party, and they invited you know several of their friends, and they were doing hardcore drugs from crack cocaine to heroin in the client's home. Oh. It just so happened that this lady who was an attorney had nanny cams all over her house and she was out in Vail skiing and she's watching all of this go on in her home. Was she renting this out or something? No, no. She was on vacation at Vail. These people, there was one guy who was supposed to be the pet sitter who happened oh. to invite several of his friends. Oh, so it was the pet sitter who did the part. I got you. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and everything was on camera. Oh, and she's no. a litigating attorney in the state of New York. So she basically, she calls up the, the, you know, the adjuster and the adjuster called me and said, David, I think we, but she said she just wants 25,000. Let's, I think we should sell this quickly. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. so she got $25,000 for the cleanup, for the emotional distress, for everything that was there. Because they were they were doing all kinds of things all all over furniture and partying and there was oh, needles. My so yeah, if yes, you're a pet I, sitter, can you imagine what the yeah, uh, what that light would show? Oh my God! But you, like you said, behave. They these folks need to behave. I've seen this happen many times where people bring their girlfriends or boyfriends and and you know they think that their house is theirs. It's not theirs. You know you're you're there to take care of someone's pet, not to live it up. Well, is there any final uh, parting words of advice you'd like to give? And in this crazy time we live in now with this virus, you know, most of us are being homebound and all, but uh, what would be something you could share to keep our sanity? Yeah, hang in there. We're in the same predicament, and and I've been sharing this with my clients because I've had so many calls over the last couple of weeks regarding business income and loss of income due to this virus. And unfortunately, for most pet businesses and in most all businesses, there's an exclusion for virus and bacteria on, on most policies that are going to negate any coverage for business income. Really? I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and, and business income is a property coverage. And so typically for business income to even to even pay out, you need direct damage such as a hurricane or a tornado or a fire to your property. And, you know, so for that to to pay out and then there's some coverage for civil authorities that the government says we're going to shut down your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's coverage for that. But the problem is they all go back to the virus exclusion. So 99 percent of the businesses out there, there may be some that are very, very large that may have something, some exclusions removed. But for the pet businesses, there is no business income. And there's typically no workers' comp coverage either. That's the second question we get a lot is that, you know, what if I go to someone who's in quarantine and I catch the virus? Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just like the flu. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a virus. And, you know, you, it's not like a coal miner who has to go in and to the coal mine every day who gets black lung disease. That's an occupational illness. But if you, you, know, if you have a choice to go to someone's home if they're in quarantine, now, if you worked at a hospital and you have to be around people with the coronavirus, COVID-19 all day long, that possibly could be covered by workers' comp because then that would be an occupational disease. But again, for the pet sitters and, and dog trainers and those going into people's homes, I uh, want you to exercise as much caution as you can. You know, think about other things you can do maybe to generate revenue, such as a pet taxi service that people who can't get out, but they need to take their dog to the vet. 
you know, things like that or, uh, you know, doing some other things. Maybe you run to the store and get them some food, other things to try to generate revenue because I know it's going to be a tough time. I'm, you know, personally very concerned for so many clients because I've practiced ensuring the small business person and, and kind of love the, what I do. And those small business people may not make a lot of money. And sometimes they do this on a part-time basis. And I'm really, really concerned with what's going on. And I'm praying that it doesn't last too long so that we can get through it. Well, I, I really appreciate that bit of advice, David. Everybody, we've been speaking with David Pearsall. He is the uh, vice president for the business insurers of the Carolinas. He's a pretty good guy. You can tell from what he's been saying. He's got a lot of compassion. He loves pets. He wants people and small businesses to succeed. After the show, uh, we uh, want you to dash over to business-insurers.com, and you can find out a little bit more about him. But he's on Facebook and other things. You'll see him skiing and having fun with his three sons. I really am so glad we got to have a time to have you on the show, David. Oh, Arden, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I really, you know how much I love you. So, you know, I'm going to take you up from that drink the next All time right. we see each other. That is a deal. And Kona and uh, Casey, my pet safety dog and cat who know you and love you, also say we hope you have a possum day. How's that? That sounds <laughs> great. You do the same. And I'll tell Lego to be wishing your pets well. All right, and everybody at this time, I also want to do a shout-out to the Wizard of Paws, our executive producer of the Pet Life Radio Network. Of course, I'm speaking of Mark Winter. He has uh, made this so that our Pet Life Radio Network is the largest listened-to pet radio network on the planet. And in this crazy time we live in right now, we need something like this. So I hope you invite your friends to tune into this show and the other shows in the network. And until next time, this is your Free host Arden Moore delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.